911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. In today's episode, I know that there have been a lot of holiday parties and the stories have started to surface and people have been talking to me a lot about some of the things that they experienced or that other people experienced during their festivities. So there's one story that comes to mind. And as you sit there listening to this, I, I had a really hard time not holding any judgment the entire time that this story was being told to me. And I'm going to share it here with you. And I I want to make um, it very clear that this is not my personal account of the story. This is my interpretation of the story as it was told to me. And I had somebody talk to me about a pediatrician who owns an office not too far away from where Clint and I live. And her staff was having their annual Christmas party. And they were all hanging out, having a good time. And where the office is located, it's in the second story of a two-story building. And I guess the staff had decided to stay a little bit longer. The pediatrician had taken off. One of the nurse practitioners, who's a female, she stayed in and um, she was just hanging out with the staff. They were also drinking and they were karaoke and just having a good time. And in the area where this particular office is, it's not exactly the safest location. And they're having, they're having fun, and they finally decide that it's time to pack it up and go home. And so some of the staff, um, you know, you exchange presents and things like that. So they're going in and out of the building to their car, putting things away. And apparently, as one of the girls was putting things into her trunk, she was approached by a man, and he asked if he can come inside to use the bathroom. And somehow, it was understood that they allowed the man to come upstairs and to use their restroom. And the entire staff that was left at the location just so happened to be all females, including the nurse practitioner. And so as soon as they let him come into the building and they let him go into the bathroom and they saw him close the bathroom door, every single one of those women ran out of the building and they decided to call 911. And as I'm hearing the story, I'm like, why the fuck would any of that happen? First of all, but I continued to listen to the story. And as this woman's telling it to me, she says that the police came and who knows what the man was doing when those women left their building. But apparently, and I don't know that this is true or not, but they said that the police came, they arrested the man, and then they found a a vehicle, a car with three other men that were sitting in in there waiting for this fourth man to come out. And the whole story just seems so ass backwards and convoluted to me because, number one, had that happened, why would you introduce the man to come upstairs into your building to go to the bathroom? And number two, if you felt that fear, what would compel you to run out of the building and leave the man in there to call 911? And number three, what three grown men who were up to no good would decide to just sit there, hang out, and wait when they saw a unit approach. That the whole thing just sounds almost fabricated in so many ways. And and I'm sure there's more to the story that you just weren't told. But 
I can't even wrap my head around it. It doesn't make any sense because one, why would they even allow someone to go into the restroom once the office is closed for, I'm guessing, late evening time? Yeah, it's probably they dark said outside. They said it was like around midnight. That's even more sketchy. Like, I, I wouldn't even let someone into our station at midnight to use the restroom. Like, and that's me working. Like, they have to find somewhere else to go. The bottom line is there's more to that story and maybe, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, is maybe they were intimidated by this gentleman and if they feared that maybe if they didn't let him in, there was going to be some sort of other problem. The person telling me the story did make mention of the fact that the nurse practitioner was the one to make the call and that she had heard that when you're in an incident like this, that it's best to just heed to the wishes of the demander and to be kind to them so that you don't escalate the situation. So I could get that if you're being robbed, if you're Mm -hmm. having some traumatic incident occur other than someone just walking up asking at midnight, can I use the restroom in the office, please? I mean, I'm sure that's not how it was said, but that kind of goes into biases is everyone has their own feelings and emotions around any instance. This this guy could have been completely harmless, but they could have been intimidated based off of what they've experienced or what they've seen all the time on the news by someone raping another a female or robbing them or doing whatever it could have been. That's all they know. They, they think that is their truth at that moment. Yeah, and I hope that this was a a great wake-up call for them, regardless of what the truth is to what happened in that situation. But in me having managed a pediatric practice for 13 years, I had very specific protocols in place when it came to the safety of my staff. And one of them was if there was just a single staff member in the office while we were closed, which we often did, the doors were to remain locked. But if there was more than one of them and both were comfortable, The doors could remain unlocked so patients can come in and out and drop off paperwork, pick things up. And our lobby door, so there was a door from the lobby into the back office, was always to remain locked. And they were asked to tell a white lie and say that our bathroom was not in working order right now. And our building was situated to where it was maybe a half a block away from an AMPM. So we asked them to just please go to the AMPM if they need to go to the bathroom. And having that safety measure in place, but it went further. There was also a safe room where it was um, a very secure room to where if there was some sort of breach or they felt uncomfortable or someone came in when they weren't supposed to, they can run into that room and um, lock it and very easily barricade themselves into a safe space. And then also there was this exit plan that I had in place for them, depending on where they were located inside of the office at any given moment. So it would be my hope that in this situation that they really would allow that to act as an indicator that things could become not so safe very quickly. And sometimes it's unfortunate that we need incidents like that to happen to where we finally wake up and say, wait a second, we didn't plan for this. Like we need to have a plan in place. Well, and I think it's different for you compared to other people as well, because it goes into that concept of sheep and sheep dogs and wolves. Those are the three types of people that are in this world. And most people are sheep. And 
as they say, you know, police officers, military service members are sheepdogs. Now there are wolves disguised as sheepdogs, and I'm, I wouldn't deny that. But then you have the people trying to take advantage of other, which are the wolves. And they just prey on the sheep. And so most people have this day-to-day bubble wrapped around them of nothing's going to happen to me. I see that on the news. But when it does, they're so ill-prepared to deal with it, they don't know how to react. They freeze. That's That goes into that fight-or-flight response. And it sounds like all of them had that flight response and just ran. Whether the guy had ill intention or not, that's kind of screwed up in my mind because if they did truly arrest him, maybe he did do something wrong or maybe they just removed him from the premises. I mean, it, people have this misconception of someone <laughs> being arrested because the cops come out with him and they're talking to him compared to walking out in handcuffs and driving away with the person. Yeah, for sure. And in a situation like that, especially if it's that late at night, there's alcohol involved. It is a public facility. You know, I, I just truly hope that there there had been some changes made with regards to that. And that's just to ensure the safety of everybody involved. And as you sit there listening to this, perhaps there's a time in your life where you weren't necessarily prepared for something that had taken place and you wish that you were. And if not... Can you think of some things that you might be able to better prepare yourself for going forward? Safety is something that's so paramount, especially in this day and age. And whether that's just stopping for a moment and creating a safe word for you and your family to where you know that there's danger close by, or it goes a little bit more in depth than actually creating a plan for the worst case or possible scenarios. I think it's important to have those conversations and to open up that dialect, especially with the people that you're around every day, be it your coworkers, your place of work, and especially your family. And most importantly, if you have kids so that everybody knows what to do and why it's important to do it. So we hope that you are off to an awesome day and we'll talk to you next time.